must be Sunday, must be about 4 o'clock. Because here I am, there you are, and hope is on the other side. That, that hey, could hey. be something. And hope is on the other side. <laughs> it sure instead is. Of, yeah, that's what I mean. It yes. could be like instead of hope, a person could be literally hope <laughs> with them and me that hopefully we can get there. No. <laughs> anyway, so how the heck are you this week, Hope? I'm good. Good, good. Yes. Enjoying the warmer weather, oh, of course. Yes, it's just, I noticed there's hardly any snow when you come into the city. It's pretty brown down here. We do, you know, in Hugo, we still got quite a bit. Well, oh, you know, sure. It's, it's, it's not as open. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of snow. But see, the other day when it drifted a lot, boy, I'll tell you, there's some nice berms that were created that aren't melting very fast. Mm. So anyway, but yeah, this week went around, went through. I'm here on on Sunday, so made it through the one another week, and that's a good thing. Exactly, good it th- is. Good thing. Nothing, no bumps, bruises, lumps or bumps or anything. And the, the, the baby grandkid is a uh, great grandbaby. The great grandbaby is, uh, <laughs> I don't understand how this happens myself. Okay. And I, being a parent, long time ago, <laughs> many, many moons ago, how babies get their nights and days mixed up. They say, you know, they sleep during the day and are awake all night. Mm. And that's the way the great grandson is. Awake during the day. I, well, keep them awake. <laughs> don't let them sleep. I I don't remember that ever being with Cassandra because Cassandra was such. Uh, when you said it was night night, she would crawl to her bedroom. She oh, really? never ever hmm. did any whiny, kicky, fussy stuff about oh, bedtime. And lucky she was, you, I guess. Well, the only thing I can equate that with is that um, I knew how good how bet. Let's see. You need a good schedule. You know, with babies, sure. you need a good schedule. And that's the same thing with doing puppies and such like that. Everybody said I trained my daughter like I did a dog. <laughs> and and I said, that's true. And what's wrong with that? It's black or white. There's mm. consequences, you know? Yeah. But anyway, and so being that we are not <laughs> the uh, worldly people, I mean, we pretty much, you know, remember my big excursions, White Bear, <laughs> Forest Lake, Hugo, and then once a week coming down here. Yes. You know, I don't go many places. And so I was really diligent that her bedtimes and nap times are always exactly the same. I never, if I was going to go, had to go to the store, I always made sure it was like right when she waited up in the morning, but mm-hmm. her nap time was between noon and one, you know, type thing. And the bedtime is usually six thirty-seven. We you know when she was younger, as but um, uh, and so that I was so it was just a major routine, and I really think that has a lot to do with how like dogs potty train or how you know kids their nap you know i mean they're not right you know like they're because you know, uh, we all been here we've been in a store and the kids are screaming <laughs> and if you look at your clock it's usually about noon twelve thirty, where they're, they're, tend to tired. One, they're tired and tend to one they're hungry so uh, to me in my head moms hello let's get our schedule better <laughs> so i i don't get that because they, with me it would depend on how long uh cassette would nap if i couldn't get in the morning if i had to go in the afternoon usually I would go in the afternoon like three, four, because that's when she would be up, up. Sure. And it, my my stops were short. I mean, well, you know, it was a stop. It wasn't a series of stops. Right. Because I'll be danged if I was going to unbuckle, buckle, unbuckle, <laughs> unbuckle. And, and that's not my cup of tea. So I don't know. So that's the thing is that I feel bad with the great grandbaby. But you just don't want to 
you know, or well-meaningly. <laughs> but you don't want to say, well, have you tried this? Yes, you got to be careful. Because I learned real quick with Cassandra when she first had her first one, Will. Oh, did I get my hate? I got slapped. <laughs> I just witnessed it. I don't have kids, but I... And so I don't give any advice, but I've just witnessed yep. witness yes. that yep. in the family of like, oh, keep yeah. mind your business you a little bet. bit. <laughs> if they ask, great. Right, right. But don't just throw it out on the table. So I learned my lesson on that. So with the great grandbaby, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to make suggestions. So I'm guessing, you know, everybody else and their mother's making suggestions. She can be mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be kind of the great grandma. They're like, hey, how's it the doing? Fun. Yeah. The fun Here's grandma. some cotton candy. <laughs> and a <The> troublemaker. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I feel bad that, you know, that mix up time. I mean, that's just happening. Especially after you had a baby, you're tired as it is. And so, you know, you just, come on, I just need sleep. Luckily, uh, Derek could be home for two weeks from work. So that's a uh, huge, helpful. helpful. Yeah. Yes. Now, after that, I don't know what's right. going to happen, but we'll see. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. Well, hopefully you guys got great questions for me today. 651-641-1071. And today we're going to talk about car sickness, car sickness and dogs. Oh, okay. Okay. And then how to get dogs in and out of cars that don't want to do that. And then riding in the car, rules for riding in the car. So so today is dogs and cars, okay? And then also another thing is is kind of barking. Uh, dogs bark for a reason. And, you know, either they're upset about something or there's warning about something. But what a lot of owners don't realize is they teach the dog to bark directly at them to get something. And so we're going to discuss that. Because okay. I don't like barking dogs unless you're telling me there's somebody outside my door. You right. know, then I'm going to let you keep barking until I see who it is. <laughs> and then if I'm not happy, you keep barking. <laughs> but anyway, so dogs that sit and bark at you mm. and then some kind of... Uh, um, thoughts about potty training that some people don't realize and so because everybody knows the uh, you know my stance on how to potty train a dog teach them what it is where to put it go out there on a long line with them and stand still maximum time out two minutes but anyway but there's addition to the potty training that i want to bring up that was brought up in questions this week to me over phone consults and uh emails so, okay sounds so anyway, good so hopefully you've got some questions for me at 651-641-1071 okay let's start with an addition on to potty training okay now the big thing is is that drives me nuts is people think that if they if the, they come across the accident, whether it's a piddle or a doo-doo, okay, they drag the dog or the pup back to them and point at it and scold them. And some people just have the balls to shove the dog's mm -hmm. nose into it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, here, you did that. Okay, folks, all you're doing is building a bad relationship with your dog and getting your dog to be scared of you. If the... If, if once the dog has walked away from it, all right, they are on to the next second in time. All right. Now you may say, well, I know he did wrong because I, when I came through the door, his head was dipped like I did something wrong. But I said, do you ever notice people when they've been having problems with the dog? whether they've been chewing stuff up because they're not using a kennel or they're potty in the house because they're not using a kennel, that you come through the door like with your head dipped, like, where is it? Where's the problem? You know? And so the dog automatically acts to yes. your body language, all right? So then also, too, now, if you think by pointing to that pile of dew or that piddle, that by going, don't you ever potty in the house, potty goes outside. Okay, now, if you, the dog looks guilty, but I tell people then drop a handkerchief, 
Okay, dog had nothing to do with that handkerchief, right? right? Or that book or whatever you want to use, okay? And do the exact same thing that you do when you're scolding them about a pile of dew or uh, a piddle. Mm-hmm. They have the exact same look. What they're doing is reacting to you. Mm. They know you're upset. They're not reacting to the deed like, I'm sorry, I'm never going to do that again. If that worked, dogs would be potty trained very fast. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't. And so the big add-on to potty training, folks, is never, ever scold the dog be like bring the dog back to the pile or the piddle okay just kick yourself that you weren't paying attention you didn't kennel train the dog it's your mess you know suck it up yes (laughs) okay the best thing to clean it up with is anti-icky poo anti-icky poo there's a lot of stuff on the market and it's a total natural thing that changes the chemical compound of urine so what you do is if it's a piddle what you do is you obviously mop it up, you know, I mean, absorb up as much as you possibly can. Maybe put a little bit of water and then absorb that. And now put the anti-icky poo in it. Some places where the dog has really nailed a lot and you've got carpet, what you need to do is take a syringe needle and then mm. and, and push, push it into the carpet because it gets caught between the pad of the floor and sure. the floor. And so then the dogs are reminded because otherwise you're just surface cleaning. Okay. Okay. So you might, like I say, one spot or if you've got a Great Dane that nailed a corner. I mean, that's going to be a major splash, all right? right? So that's going to go pretty deep. So get out the syringe and put it in there. So so now we're going to clean it up properly with anti-icky poo. I love saying the name. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I think you can get that's it. clever. Yeah, you can check at your local pet stores, just the local ones. I don't think the big box stores carry it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is more expensive than other things on there, but there's a reason. It works. And you don't have to use a lot. Everybody wants to, like, soak it, saturate it. No, 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 no. It's a spritz is what it is. Okay. Or just a syringe. Okay, so we got that. Now let's say you catch the dog in the you know act of going. Okay, then what you're going to do is either stomp your foot, clap your hands, slap a slap the wall, slap the corner of a table, and just go hey. Okay, that's going to startle the dog. The dog's going to tuck it up like, whoa! Okay, now you're going to take him outside. But now because you startle him, you know how we have to be relaxed to go potty. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, 10 to 1, he's not going to do anything. So then yeah. you bring him back in, put him in the kennel. Hopefully they're kennel trained. Or put him in an area. Wait about five minutes for him to just kind of settle down, regroup. Then take him back outside and, you know, go to the potty spot. Stand still. Go potty. Go potty. Or get busy. Get busy. And then when he goes, very nice. Good potty. Very nice. Good Good potty. Remember, don't say good girl or good boy. Don't give a treat. And the maximum times a dog is out for in Minnesota is two minutes. Because like as we saw that week that it was 40 below. (laughs) You don't want your dog to be a putzer when he's out there and he's digging here, digging there. But you created it. You want him to get out there, get it done, and get their butt right back into the house again. But that's the big thing that I offer add-on for the uh, potty training. Do not put their nose into it. That's barbaric. It gets the dog scared of you, oh, that's all right, and then it doesn't leave an impression other than you feel good that you got your message across, and that's not who we want to get the message across to. We got to get it to the dog. Got to right. think like a dog, and then so we don't bring them back to the scene and and yell at them because that doesn't work either. But if you catch them in the act, you clap your hands, stomp your feet, slap the wall, slap a table, hey, all right. So then they're gonna startle, stop, take them out. And then whatever, okay? So that's a whole thing. So that's an add-on to potty training. Okay, the first one is, and we got open lines. Give a holler, 651-641-1071. Okay, let's see. If you have two twins, three triplets, and four quadruplets, quadruplets, sorry about that, quadruplets, how many people do you have? We'll be back. All righty then. Thank you for doing it in. 
All right. If you have two twins, three triplets, and four quadruplets, how many people do you have? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought your answer is? And the answer is? What's the answer? Well, you, oh, oh, you, I, don't, you don't want to take a guess? No. <laughs> you have uh, nine people. Okay. Two twins are two people. Three right. triplets are three people. And four quadruplets are four people. So you have nine. Got like it? I said, a lot of kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> okay, who's up? We have Christina, and she actually has a question about barking. Okay. Hi, Christina. How you doing? Hi, Katie. Great. How are you? Good, good. So what's up? So my mom has a little multi poo and she's just over a year old. Um, she only barks at the TV. My mom <laughs> likes to leave the TV on at night uh-huh. and she will go crazy at the TV. Okay. My mom's tried like a couple of different things, like those little clicker things and like using a, um, a device to kind of like stop her from barking and then the bark collar and it just, nothing seems to really be working. Okay. Um, how you said a year? Yeah, a little over a year. Okay, she's got to do be other barking uh, during the day, doesn't she? She does. Like if she sees squirrels or something outside, she will. Okay, so then what does your mom do about that? She tells her to stop it. Okay, <laughs> and, <laughs> and does she? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Well, what we got to do is we got to work on the uh, uh, okay, dogs that bark at the TV and like noises outside and something like that. Those are dogs that lack a little bit of confidence, and so we got to build the confidence so they can deal with more things. First of all, what I would do is teach the dog you have to have a quiet word. So if she's barking at the squirrels, you're gonna give her growl. Ah. And then quiet or enough. And then you're going to, sh- you're going to, it's, ah, and what I would do with her, how many pounds is she? Uh, probably like seven. Okay. Six. So get a pop can, rinse it out, put five pennies in it, tape the top of it shut. All right. So now let's say she's barking at the squirrel. You're going to go, ah, to get the, you'll get that growling or get the dog's attention. Shake the can and then say quiet. And if the dog quiets, very calmly go, thank you. Don't say good girl or good boy. Remember that gets them all nutsy in the headsy. All right. Yep. They turn into recess. Okay. So then when the dog <laughs> stops, thank you. And so now let's say she, you could see the dog, like you, she's up by the windowsill. She's wagging her tail. You can see she's looking at something. She's just about ready to bark. Don't wait for her to bark. Get into her head. Ah, ah, ah. Don't even think. Ah. Okay, try to pop that thought bubble. The dog was thinking about barking at that squirrel. At the beginning, it's ah, shake, quiet. And then after the first five, six times, is ah, quiet. And if she does it, now the can comes in. Shake, quiet. Okay, so then on the flip side of this, so now we got a quiet word. So now during the day, does she bark at the TV during the day? She, yeah, all the time. Okay, see, so that's what we got to do. She's made her own game here, all right? So what, your mom's got to be prepared. If she has to carry that shake can around with her, so be it, all right? So then what's going to happen here is that you're going to, um, you know, like I said, during the day, you're, you're getting this, uh, you know, together. So she's understanding the word quiet. But then now the flip side, what we got to do is build this dog's confidence. And usually most small dogs, especially under like eight pounds or so, I call them warts. 
because people just carry them around or have them in their lap and they don't do anything with them mentally. So that creates reactive dogs. Now, when I brought my Gilligan home, he's 10 pounds, Yorkie Karen Terrier, and then, then Ethel with three pounds. My husband looked at me, he says, I don't think so. I'm not having a bunch of yappy, nippy dogs, you know, in the house. Now, they're not going to be yappy and they're not going to be nippy. They'll be just fine. And he looked at me like I'd lost my marbles, like, and who was the dog trainer, not him. But anyway, so anyway, so I just got started training them. You know, the more input into the head, it builds their confidence and they're not as reactive. But unfortunately, most people, because they're cute and such like that, then what they do, they, do, they just blow a gasket when the dog picks up an annoying habit, a.k.a. barking at the TV. But what else have they taught the dog? And this is what your mom has to do is input, input, input to get the dog to look to her for direction respond to her when she asks like quiet or whatever and then uh, now you're building the confidence and now the dog's not going to be as reactive and so that's why what you got that's what you got to do now uh, you can get that uh, book brain games for dogs and that's by Aerosmith, author, not the band. Okay. Okay. Then there's, uh, you know, Brain Teasers for Dogs by Soderman. Uh There's 101 Dog Tricks by Sundance. Uh, that one, I like the kids edition better than the adult edition. The kid edition is more fun. <laughs> but anyway, but so it's input. She's, she want her to, you know, uh, pick a brain teaser and then pick a trick. So in, in a day, she can work on these tricks a minute here, five minutes there. The whole thing is she's using that dog's brain, get him to think, hold a, fo- hold a thought, focus, put her on a leash so she can't run, you know, obviously walk away like, Hey, you learn the trick. I'm busy. <laughs> All right. So that's yeah. what, so it's got to be input, input, input. Input. If she truly wants to work on this, this is what she has to do. Work on it during the day by creating the word quiet. Okay, then also input, teaching this dog. Now, when she goes for a walk, does she take the dog for a walk? Yes. Okay, and I'm guessing the dog probably scans and runs around in front of her? Yes. Okay, so right there, she the dog is a leader and your mom's nothing. Your mom could just drop the line and go the other way and the dog wouldn't even know. <laughs> hey, so your mom would be all the way home and your dog the dog would be in Wisconsin. <laughs> so what you got to do is you got to build a relationship here. Dogs do things for us out of respect and trust. Not by us screaming and yelling and being bad to them. Respect and trust builds the foundation for a good teamwork where the dog learns to look to us for direction. Like, hey, are we going to do something about this? Instead of, I got it. Okay, that's what this dog thinks is that she's all by herself. She's just got to take care of the whole thing. Your mom is nothing. All right. And so that's why she's got to build this relationship. Otherwise, uh, like I said, it's never going to come together because dogs bark at the TV or like also too. Uh, you know, the dogs that is a window watcher, I mean, they're running from window to window, window to bark at anything that's out there, whether it's squirrel, a leaf, uh, a person or whatever. That's Those are dogs that are bored out of their gourd because there's nothing else to think about. And so the thing is, is that they just create their own fun and it's usually loud and obnoxious. <laughs> So that's what you want to get your mom to do, to start input, 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 and then work with that shake can. Remember, it's quiet, it's ah, to get the dog a growl or eh, to get the dog to, to look at her. And it's got to be low and slow, ah, and then there's going to be a shake and then quiet. And then after five times, it's going to be ah, quiet. And if she doesn't, now the shake comes. 
Okay, you can try that, or you can try a hair mister filled with water, set on stream, and you, instead of the shake, you'd blast her in the face with the water. Ah, that's what that's what I suggested, but I didn't know if it was like too oh, yeah. mean. But oh no, it's not mean at all. Well, how could the water hurt? <laughs> that's what I said. I'm like, I think that would be the most effective. Thing. Yeah, and so it's either the shake can because small dogs are more sound sensitive, or it's the blast of the water. And you can do both if you want. You can do one or the other. Now, if you do make a shake can, make sure that you put uh, bright colored tape on the top of it so that you know that's the shake can and not the can you're drinking all right okay okay yeah. so give that thank a try so it's in, input 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 okay thank you katie you betcha have a great day bye-bye thanks for the call yeah and and that's what you know with little dogs like i say my my gilligan you bet somebody's at the door you think he's a saint or you know a rottweiler you know <laughs> really? you know and he and then uh but there's a different bar, uh, bark to rah, 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 somebody's at the door to roof roof What's right. that outside? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so the thing, but then when I step, I see who it is. Ah, quiet. Back. Okay. And then he backs away from the door. And then, you know, he's typical being that he's terrier, terrorist, is that, yeah, but he backs down quick. You know, he doesn't, you know, when I first got him, he was really huge on saying, but I'm not done yet. Sure. <laughs> and so it took a while for him to understand when Ma talks, knock it off. Mm. And so then he's gotten better and better. And so, but that's, that's the whole good. thing. If you don't teach, they can't learn and you can't build confidence. Okay. How can you make seven even with one single operation? We'll be back. Okay. Um, how can you make seven even with one single operation? Removing the letter S. Yay. Ding, 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 ding. All right. So you just heard the ad for uh, Pet Cremation of MN.com. Uh, that was John, the uh, the owner. Those guys down there are phenomenal. I've had to use them a couple times. I've sent many people to them. And uh, you need to go to the website because they will come and do gentle euthanasia in your home also. Uh, your, pet, your pet just doesn't have to pass at your house and then they come pick it up. Or, you know, uh, and this is one thing people don't realize if they do bring it to a vet that the the um, uh, pet cremation of MN will come and pick their pet up at the vet. Oh, okay. okay? Because otherwise you could, if, they, you, if you have them uh, euthanized at the vet, you just assume that, you know, you tell them, well, yeah, I want this or I want that. But you don't, you know, this way here, uh, like if pet M, you can have an individual cremation. They've got three packages now. Okay. And they, they have a, they have a come back in a really nice uh, urn, uh, mahogany, almost urn, cherry wood, some, you know, such like that. And, but the, the, the people, John and his staff is just so nice to work with that please, if you got time or you know if you're if you're worried there's one that you know uh you've got one that's failing whether it's a dog a cat it's any animal you know whatever oh, animal so nice. okay if you got to go, call john you know just go to uh to pet uh cremation mn.com and uh and then just talk to them because then you have to you can set up the appointment to have like i say one of their vets that they work with come out to the house and take care of the whole thing. And so it's just, and, and to know when, that's the toughest thing in the whole world. I get more calls, how do you know when? Is oh. it time? And and that's a, you've lived with the dog for hopefully 15 years or whatever type thing. And uh, uh, to be honest with you, most people wait 
too long where the dog is in that, you know, that dignity is gone. Sure. You know, you've been carrying them in and out to go potty. They haven't been eating right. They look, you know, you can see them just, and the eye, what I call uh, is the light goes out of their eyes. They almost look at you like I'm done. I can't, mm. I'm trying to hang in there for you, right. you know, but mom, I got to go because I just can't do this anymore. And, you know, really we're more humane to our animals than the way we are to people. We make people hang on and hang on and hang on. And, you know what I mean? With prayer or hope for that miracle. And that's what we right. do with our pets yes. too, is that we don't want to put out, well, what happens if all of a sudden he doesn't turn around and, and, and humans and animals do the same thing. They seem to rally at the end, you know, a last hurrah. Because every animal that I've had to, you know, had the way they came to put down, I, you know, I made the appointment. I'm going to have this last week, you know, with them, hopefully. And um, it almost seems like they rallied. And it's like, I made a mistake. I'm going to call yeah. it and cancel. Oh. And it's like, no, no, no. Okay, oh. just settle down, settle down. You know, listen to your own advice. Right. <laughs> you know, and so that's the whole thing is to let them die with dignity. And uh, so it's really tough. And John can help you. And then there is also, uh, there's a lot, uh, I'm trying to think of the, uh, I can't think. Also, there's a book that I just got, somebody sent to me, and it's about being a care, um, the final stages of life, you know, the hospice, there we go, hospice for dogs. Where And the wrong thing, if somebody is given the analysis, oh, your dog's got cancer, and I hate when they say, well, he's got three weeks, you, they don't know. And so the thing is, though, is that, no, now, don't live like your pet is dying, you know, like, oh, is this my last day, or is this my last day, is this my last day? No, because the dogs pick up on that, that we're in the toilet. Yes. What we've got to do is every day, we're, well, you're still here. i got another day to do something with you. You know what I mean? And talk to you and pet you and stuff like that. But if you go, oh, is it tomorrow the day? Don't live like your pet is dying, okay? You don't know when the end is. And a lot of times by changing their diet sometimes uh, and some supplements, you can get added time. You know, maybe not humongous, but it's added time, you know, so, so like I say, just don't hit the uh, the button, but it, the, the hardest decision in your life will be, but we know when we get pets that that decision mm. is very few. I think, what is it? 98% of pet owners have to make the decision for their pets. Only 2% of pets go on their own. Oh, wow. And so it's, it's really sad. And there's right. a lot of people that have lost, had to put a down, a dog or a cat, and they can never do it again. So they will not get a cat or a dog again because that hurt I've too bad that. to yes. lose them. And personally, I've lost many dogs, many cats, many horses. Each one is like the first time I ever lost an animal, but I could never be without one because they give me too much joy. No matter how much I long I have them, it hurts like hell to lose them, but I cannot not be without them. And then... Also, I'm, you know, there's a dog or a cat out there that needs a needs home. Needs a home. You know yes. what I mean? That I want to help that why I'm here, you know, type thing. And like I said, I, 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 I've had, how many horses have I buried? I think I've buried five horses now. I can't even tell you how many cats. Oh, and yeah. then uh, just in 40 years, I think it's 12 dogs. Oh. Uh, and so the thing is that, uh, like I say, but it hurts just uh, like I've never, some people have said, well, by losing that many, you must be like immune to it. Never. I wanted to punch you right, right. in the face. It's like, are you kidding me? They take a piece of your heart. Right. And there are some of the, uh, some animals, you, you love them all, but there's just some that really ping you, that just really take a piece of your heart and you can't explain why, but you, they just do. It's it, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. But I would never not be without one, no matter how bad it hurts to lose them. So. Well, we had a caller, I think he had to go, but his question was about 
if you had advice about when to replace or get a new dog, like when the right time is. There if you is had no, any there's no timeline advice. on grief. Yes. Some people literally will lose a dog and two days later they're out finding a dog because they just cannot bear sure. not having a dog. And there's other ones and you don't replace the dog right. or cat or bird or horse. What you do is just find somebody out there that you can have uh, be friends with. You know what I mean? With somebody that needs loving and you need the loving that yeah. they can give. And so that's why there is no right or wrong. When I lost Elsie, my, my class dog, for almost seven 17 years I had another dog so I wasn't dogless at least okay right but the thing is is that you know everybody says well you know six months down the line well are you looking uh, and I'm just just leave me alone I said this one hurt this one really mm-hmm. hurt so just leave me alone yeah and so because you do it just all of a sudden or that one crosses your path and you can't explain it it's like I think you need to come home with me. And that's what happened too. <laughs> you know, but I wasn't looking. I just, my path just crossed. Yeah. And that was Ben. Oh. And so the thing is, is that, uh, and, it's, and like I said, I wasn't looking, but it, I think God saw fit that the soul was open. And I love that. To, to yeah. align us both together. Mm-hmm. And so then there he came. That's very sweet. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing is you, there, you know, in your heart, when it's time, if you're truly honest with yourself, you do know. But, uh, but the thing is, as far as how, when to get a new dog or a new pet cat or a new horse or whatever, you know, folks, every, it's all different, you know, cause anytime we lose, whether it's a human or a, a, a pet it takes a piece of your heart and there's no timeline you know you just um how is i explained it is that you know grief is love with no place to go and so the thing is is that yes it hurts but you just kind of move forward because it's a new new normal because of the loss it's never going to be the same and that's just the way it is but you can move forward and then and still you know have a grand time with life but still always remember and i still talk to my old, old dogs every once in a while and you ready for this i just called um uh gilligan uh ben the other day Ben's been gone a while. And so that's what I mean. It's just they pop up into your head at the weirdest times. So, and all I look forward to, to not all I look forward, but you know, when I cross the rainbow bridge or and hopefully I'm going to heaven, <laughs> I get to see everybody I missed that have mm. left to humans. And then, and everybody tells me that, you know, we're going to know when you pass because there's going to be such a thunder of all the animals you have had through oh, your life to yeah. come and greet you. And I just smile with that yeah. because I, I think, that to same with the humans and same with the animals that we will see them at the best they ever were you know if you had a, a person a, a human you know that was dying of cancer mm-hmm. that no they will be the best that at the time in a time of life that you remember them to be the best of right whether you went canoeing or hiking right. or whatever and the same thing with animals is that that we will see them at their best whether they were dying of cancer lost a leg you know what i mean whatever type of thing we will see them at their best and so that's what keeps me going and uh and that's all you can do is so uh, i didn't mean to be a, a downer here but it's just something that comes with owning a pet of any kind is that the day when we have to say goodbye and then the day that hopefully maybe somebody uh another one walks into our life and and always be open to that never say never because once an animal lover all always an animal lover no matter how bad it hurts when we when we lose them so anyway Okay, I almost talked myself to another break. <laughs> I know, we do have a couple of minutes. We can take a call and yeah, get let's started. T- yeah, let's get Monica. All right, we have Monica on. Hey, Monica, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Katie? Good, good. So you got a poop eater? I do. I have a poop eater, and uh, he's eating Nutrisource. Uh-huh. How, what kind of dog? A Morky. A Morky. Uh, how old? Um, he's 
How old are you, Eddie? He's eight months. Eight months? Okay. Because usually if you're feeding a good dog food, because usually it's mostly low-grade dog foods that mostly cause this, but also the, another piece of the puzzle is that dogs have an uncanny ability to look for stuff that they're missing. And so my okay. guess is what this is, the dog, whether through stress or when he was a puppy, could happen and as early as a puppy, from when he was weaned from mom onto good food, then he uh, then he got gone, and he, you know, taken from his mom and his letter, that's stress. Then he comes to your house, who the heck are you where am i then he gets vetted and and you know shots and wormed that's a lot of stress and some systems don't hold up well okay so what you need for this dog is a good probiotic okay. and a good digestive enzyme Okay. And then I would build to a half a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar a day oh. for two weeks. Mix okay. it with a little bit of canned yogurt, bleh, canned uh, pumpkin or plain yogurt. Okay. Okay. And then, um, but build to that to be deeper a couple times. Because what happens is the organic apple cider vinegar with the mother has, you know, um, the, the enzymes in it because it's fermented. And that really helps with the gut system. All right. Okay. Two for uh, two weeks every day, and then after that, do it like two or three times a week. All right. Okay. Okay. And then also, what you might want is this the only dog you have? Yeah. Okay. What you might want to also do is add in, uh, start doing some formulated raw or freeze dried. Okay, okay, the formulated raw is in the freezer section in your local uh, pet stores. Okay. Uh, and then uh, same with the uh, the freeze-dried. The freeze-dried is raw with the moisture taken out. So you just okay. kind of crumble up the freeze-dried, add a little bit of warm water, put your supplements in and feed it. But okay. I would get I would get not have totally a processed diet for this little one. Okay. I would get more, reach out to a little bit more good, you know, like I say, more natural stuff to help that stomach build with good stuff. All right. Okay. And then because we were we were thinking that he wasn't eating enough. Uh-huh. He would eat about a half an hour later, go out and poop and turn around and eat it right away. And I'm like, well, yeah. I just fed you. No, but see what it is, is when they eat poop, whether it's their own poop, deer poop, vet, rabbit poop, 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 <laughs> is, is poop. what they're doing. Yeah. What they're doing is that that poop, believe it or not, is gross to us, but that has good enzymes in it that they're it's lacking and they're trying to replenish it. That's what it is. That's why you go to the probiotic and the digestive enzyme and the organic apple cider vinegar. Is everything okay. else okay? Um, yeah, he just started to develop a really bad habit of barking outside. Okay. Um, and then what do you do? Of course, we're Eddie, no. Okay. But see, we were going to talk. I'm going to be talking about barking a little bit later here. But the well, big I thing heard about. You talk earlier when you said when they're barking in the house to do, to do the. Uh, yeah, quiet. Yeah, shake the can or blast them in the face with water. Definitely. Right. You got to have a quiet word, whether it be quiet or enough. But if they're inside barking outside, you can you can work with that. But if okay. they're outside barking at something, then that's a different thing. So, but see, the whole thing is if they're inside barking at something, yeah, that's, if, you know, if you podcast a show here, you'll yeah. be able to hear it, either the can and or you can use both one or the other. Okay. But that's the whole thing. But you, like I say, input into the dog's head. Teach him stuff. Because like I say, most small dogs under 8 pounds, 9 pounds are warts. They're in laps and arms, and they don't get to do much. And so they well, become... He's a bigger one. He's about 12 pounds Okay. Now. Okay, good. But then start teaching him stuff. You know, okay. like I say, teach him how to walk on a leash nice. Teach him, yeah. uh, you know, brain brain games and such like that. Input, input, input. Because uh, the reason why little dogs are such yappers is because nobody puts anything into their head. So they become alarmists. Okay? Okay. So that's what you want to do. 
Okay. Okay. So good luck with that. And keep watching, listen to the show. I'm going to talk about outside barking. Um, uh, and and like when you're sitting in your chair and the dog barks at you. <laughs> so yeah. things like that. So yeah, keep listening. So we'll get to that after the break. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Good luck. All right. Where am I at here? She's holding up the thing. Okay. Mr. Bluebird and his family live in a blue house. Mr. Greenbird and his family live in a greenhouse. Who lives in the White House? We'll be back. Okay, thank you for staying with the Katie K9 on My Talk 107.1. You remember, all the shows here on My Talk are podcast. You can go to my show page, Katie K9 show page, and uh, you can get to go to my website, find out my classes and phone consults and such like that. You can go to my Facebook page, and the biggest thing, you can get the podcast of all the past shows. So go to mytalk1071.com. All right. Mr. Bluebird and his family live in a blue house. Mr. Greenbird and his family live in a greenhouse. Who lives in the White House? The president. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Awesome. There you go. Who knows? Yes. Okay, let's head to the... All right. Yeah, we have Chris, and she has a question about adopting a dog. All right. Hi, Chris. Hi, Katie. How you doing? My call. You betcha. Thanks for calling. I'm. Um. I went on disability pretty early in my life. Okay. And I'm gonna adopt a dog, but they're just so expensive, and it's not that I wouldn't be able to afford to feed them Uh or shots or you know upkeep, Uh but. Just to buy them, it's like four hundred dollars or something like that. Well, see, if you when you get rescue dogs, what you got to remember is that they're already fixed and they have all uh-huh. their shots. Uh-huh. And, and to spay, yes, I do remember that, right? Yeah. And see, to fix a dog, most people don't realize the real world. Most females to get a female sh- uh, fix is three seventy five to five hundred, and a male dog can go from like one fifty, one seventy five to two fifty at least and mm-hmm. higher. So that's what part of your cross is when you buy them from the rescue groups. That mm-hmm. that you know you you don't have to pay to get them fixed or get them vetted or anything. They're already all set to go, and you got mm-hmm. you just have a great time. I guess I, if I did have my own, I wouldn't, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't feel the need to get him or her fixed. You need that to get him fixed. That I wouldn't. No, do. you need to get them fixed. So that because we keep why? the pep, pep, we keep the pet population down. And the big thing is, let's say the dog gets away from you and, and you have a girl dog. <laughs> okay. And now uh-huh. you got a batch of puppies. Okay. Uh-huh. Then also, let's say the boy dog gets away from you and uh, they can smell a uh, dog at heat for like yeah. two miles. So then they go yeah. service that and then two miles more and two miles more before you know okay. it. And they're Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And so the thing is, though, is that also female dogs that aren't fixed and male dogs, uh, females have a higher chance of uh, ma- mastectomy. Uh Wow, what I want to say. Uh, breast cancer. <laughs> breast yep. cancer. Yep. Okay, and then boy dogs have, you know, testicular cancer. All right? Mm-hmm. So there, So the mm-hmm. thing is, is that there is no reason not to fix the How dog. How high is that, that testicle cancer, though? I mean, percentage-wise, that you can have, dogs. You'll have to Google it because okay. uh, say, cause okay. every dog I own, well, all of them come from rescue, so they're all fixed. And so, okay. so I don't okay. go in there. But so that's that's the big thing is that's what you're paying for. And so the thing is, is that and now you're just looking for, like, are you looking for a small, medium, large dog? Yeah, I just live in an apartment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it always has to be on, an, on a leash. Right, right, right. And see, that's and another thing, too. And it can't be no more than eight or nine pounds. Okay. So 
Because, you know, if you have a girl dog and she's not fixed, when she comes into heat, she bleeds all over the place. Right. Okay. And then, right. yeah, you could put diapers on them. That's true. Boy dogs, if they don't get fixed, well, then some of them get really cocky and they spray on everything in your house. So now Ooh. you're all, you know, all your, all, everything in your house is marked. But mine, 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 mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. when you get small dogs. Small dogs have a tendency to be a little bit more cocky than the bigger ones. But it just has to do with the mm-hmm. personalities is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. what it is. But if they're out there, you can, you know, ask your vet. Ask groomers saying, you know, if a dog comes up, like let's say an owner dies and the family yeah. doesn't want the dog, that maybe you can yeah. get that dog. You know, put that it. Would be perfect. Okay, yeah, put that out there. Call your local vets, call local groomers, and just say you're interested. You know, if any, if you know of anybody that lost That's their owners, you know, you could do it that way and see. Because there's a lot of families that either have pets of their own, so when like a family member dies and they they can't take their pet and they feel right. bad as heck, <laughs> right? But right. but they don't and they don't want to put them into the rescue groups so so like i say so just ask around and just be patient and who knows like i just said earlier i've never gone looking for any of mine they just kind of uh-huh. our paths aligned at the right time and so it's like uh-huh. and we were, it was just meant to be is what it was okay i gotcha i okay. understand okay well thank you for your time you I betcha you. you bet take care bye-bye but, uh, yeah, because like I said, no, I'm sorry, all dogs need to be fixed. I do, I know that when dogs get fixed and cats under six months, it's a little bit more detrimental to their health because uh, they, you need the hormones and such like that, that, you know, to help with growth and stuff. Sure. But I don't agree that a lot of our vets are saying, well, wait till two years. Oh. Well, most owners. <laughs> Try as they may, if they've got a female and it's in heat, in that two years, physically, that it could possibly come into the heat season three times, maybe four times. Okay. Within that. Okay, now that's all that blood of bleeding. Right. Okay, and that'll drive owners nuts. Yeah. All right. Then also, too, what can happen, let's say the dog gets away from you. I mean, you blink, boy. If you got a boy dog that know what he's doing, man, that yeah. dog, that female could hit the end <laughs> of the steps and bong, she's a mommy. <laughs> it can happen so fast. It's unbelievable. And so anyway, but then, um, uh, then uh, so then I worry that, uh, you know, the one if you, for that two years, like I say, it just, there's too many variables. And in my book, it's we've been fixing them anywhere from six months to a year year, year and a half, and everything's just been fine. Okay. And same with the boy dogs, keep them intact because they'll fill out more and such like that. I have a hard time believing that. I know there's some, but as far as, yeah, they might be a little bit bulkier, but not, I mean, it's a pet. <laughs> I'm not showing them in the ring, all right? right? And then, like I said, the longer boy dogs are intact, especially with their personality, that some will start hiking on everything. I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. Mm. You know, whereas uh, the male, or, you know, the ones that get fixed, they don't start thinking with their hardware department, okay? <laughs> and so, like I say, it's, there's so much out there, but in my book, getting them fixed, most female dogs won't come into season you're maybe eight, nine months, but most won't come into a year. But there are some that come in early, you know, eight, nine months. Sure. So if you get them fixed prior to that, I think you'll be fine. And then the boy dogs, I usually tell everybody that uh, if you once your dog starts hiking his leg on a regular basis, yeah, you know, to go potty, he's turning into a man. <laughs> his <laughs> testosterone is running nuts. <laughs> Time to get him fixed. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but that's what it's a personal thing. But like I say, when somebody says they're not going to get their animal fixed 
have a hard time with that just for the fact that we've worked so hard to educate people. There's no need for your dog not to be fixed. I know the cost is ridiculous, but right. this is a little heads up, folks. Okay, is that if you go outside the city limits, like you go to Princeton, you go to well, Amory, Wisconsin, Dr. Jill and Dr. Jeff, they're uh, getting uh, do- fixing dogs and cats is a fraction of the price as city vets. Okay, but if you That's go good. outside the city, the farther away from the city you go, the cost of veterinary care drops drastically and so that's what that's another thought if you think that well i just can't afford it and i understand that i didn't because re- <laughs> since i haven't had to pay to get an animal fixed i didn't realize what the cost had gone up to sure. i thought females were maybe a buck you know a buck fifty a buck. Uh, yeah <laughs> no, 150 or so yeah when my when i called and find out because somebody said no kate it's like 375 400 wow. so i called the local vet and i said how much do, you know fixed female four and a quarter I just about dropped the phone. Yeah, I didn't know what the real prices were because I haven't had to fix the dog because I get them when they are fixed. So, okay, folks, stay with. If you got a question, we got open line 651 641 1071. To dye a single Easter egg takes eight minutes. If you leave it in the dye, how long would it take to dye three eggs? Be back.